Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are talking about homes for things. We thought... Well, originally, Beck and I thought we might just talk through a few everyday items and a few random one-off items that are sometimes tricky to find a home for in our house. But then we posed a question to our Facebook community and they came up with a whole load of items that they were struggling to find homes for. So we thought we would dedicate this show to them and help them find some homes for their things. One of the most common questions that I get is I don't know where to put this but help me find out where to put this and I thought that you guys all as well would have that question of where do I put this and where do I put that and it's too hard to find a home for things and all that so I thought let's have a practical episode where we give you some tangible ideas on places that you can store stuff and obviously everyone's home is going to be different and you know, we might suggest a particular storage that you don't have, but we you know you might get some ideas. Yeah. And so we've covered this in a lot of previous episodes. We talk a lot about finding homes for things, but I think it might be important for us to just quickly summarize why, why we should bother finding homes for things in our houses, just to give you a little refresher. So hmm. one of the reasons I think of is it's a way that you can help feel in control of your belongings. You know what you have and you know where it is. And that's a really good feeling to have. So by finding a home for your things, you will have somewhere to put it away and you will know where to go to get it out again when you want to get it. And I think that's a pretty good state of mind and a pretty good kind of situation to be in when it comes to your belongings. Oh, I love knowing where things are when I'm looking for them and I love knowing where to put something when I'm holding it in my hands and need to put it away. So that's my favourite part of having homes for things is uh-huh. just knowing where, knowing what to do with something that's in my hand or knowing where to go to, go to something. I, I still sometimes when I'm in the kitchen, you know, darting around cooking things, knowing exactly where everything is, I still have these little moments of gratitude <laughs> for, you know, I know exactly where this utensil is and I know exactly where this other thing is. And um, it's, it's really quite, it's really one of those things that makes life easier. Yeah. And it's a legitimate time-saving measure. So, mm. A quick stat for you, Americans spend an average of two and a half days per year looking for their misplaced stuff. Like, that's huge. Two and a half days a year Mm. is massive. One thing that is another really important factor for finding homes is it helps you create a natural limit. If you have a home for things and those things stop fitting in that home, maybe you've got too much. Um, you can't just keep expanding and growing forever. If your books no longer fit in the bookshelf that is designated for them to live in, then maybe you have too many books and then maybe you need to visit that. So that whole idea of a boundary or a limit, which is created by the home you've chosen, I really like that. It, it triggers mm-hmm. you to declutter and let go then when you hit that limit. Yep. yep. 
Also, when you have homes for things, you are more aware of what you own. So you're less likely to purchase duplicates because you, you have a really good awareness of what you actually have in the house. And to back you up with another stat, Beck, mm. Americans collectively spend $2.7 billion annually replacing the items they can't find in their mm. homes. <laughs> How yes. insane is that? That's a lot of money. And so Australia is obviously going to be less because there's less of us. But on average, I would say we would have a very, very similar pattern per capita. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. My clients say this all the time. You know, we'll find something and they're like, oh, I just bought another one of those because I forgot that I had that or because I couldn't find that. They say it all the time. It's very, very common. A few pointers to remember, though, when you're looking for a home or trying to decide on a home for something in your house, the home doesn't have to make sense to everyone. It just has to make sense to you. And you are the perfect example of this, Beck, and some of your random homes for your things. (laughs) Find a home that seems logical for the way you live in your house and where you use that item. So forget if, you know, on Pinterest everyone stores their iron above the washing machine in a pretty basket in their laundry room. If you iron in your study and you Mm -hmm. want to keep your iron in your study and that's a logical place, go for it. So be really clear on making sure the home is logical for you and the way you live. Yeah, and other people in your household, yeah. And speaking of other people in the household, make sure that not only one person knows where everything is because that's really annoying for that person. If they are the, you know, mum, where is my person, that's really annoying. So make sure that everybody in the house knows where things live you will still have people putting things in the wrong spot or not putting them anywhere or coming and asking you where things live. But um, the more people know, the the easier it is on everybody. So the last point we want to make before we start getting into these random items that people need help finding homes for is we want to cover a few of the questions you can ask yourself when you come across one of these items that you're not sure where its home should be. Here's four questions you can ask yourself to help you figure out where that home should be. Number one is, where do I use it? So what room or what location? It might not be a room in your house. If you're talking about a kayak, you might use it out on the water and you might need to put it on the roof racks of your car to get it to the water, in which case, as close to your car as possible, is probably a good location to store it in the house. So ask yourself, where do I use it? Yep. And how frequently do I use it is a really important question. You don't want your Christmas decorations in the drawer under your cutlery drawer because you don't use them more than once or twice a year, once to pull them out and then once to pack them away again. So having them in a high traffic um, prime real estate area is really ineffective and inefficient so the more frequently you use something the more accessible it needs to be and the less frequently you use it the less accessible it needs to be okay so the next question to ask yourself is where does it fit and this is Mm. quite important for big items but this is annoying (laughs) this is like when you get you have a space allocated for something and then you've got one thing, like you've got the vase section and then you've got one vase that doesn't fit in the vase section because it's three millimetres too tall. 
then do you move all of the vases or do you just move the two tall vases? <laughs> this is like one of the things when I unpack kitchens that really bothers me. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think for me, I would say work out how big the biggest item of that collection is and find a place that suits not just that, but everything smaller than that as well. Um, well, so- or yeah, unless you, like, but what if it's abnormally large? Like if you've got an abnormally large thing, I would say that another option could be to have a spot for random giant things. <laughs> so like when you're looking for the giant vase, it's like, oh, that's the, I don't want the small vase. I want a giant vase. I'll go to the giant things place. Um, so I've got, you know, a home up in the laundry for you know, things that don't fit anywhere else. <laughs> and so they're all quite random, but because I know that they're the giant things uh, I know where to look for them even though they don't actually relate very well to each other in any way apart from their size mm-hmm. okay well and that's that the whole point then of it being logical for you mm. I would probably forget that I have a giant vase if I go to go to my cupboard with my vases in and can't I'd just split up my bunch of flowers and put them in two smaller vases rather than go looking yep. so for me it would be all together but yeah all together you just got to make it work for you the last key question i would ask is who else needs access to this item or who do i want to restrict access from Mm. so and this is i think is really important for kids and so obviously medicines and medical equipment you're not going to want them down in a low cupboard or a drawer that's really easy to open maybe the kids Uh, plates and cups that you want to encourage them to get their own plate out when they're going to you know get a snack from the cupboard then keep their their plates and their cups down in an area that's really easy and accessible for them so think about not only where the item's used but who might need to access it and where is a good location that that works for them and that's easy for them to access it there yeah all right let's get into it our first one suggested by the community group is library books either kids ones or adult ones where would we put those hmm well one of the reasons this came up in the group is because people said they have kids that borrow library books that are due back on different days so finding one location for all the library books didn't really work because some might be due back this week some might not be due back till next month for me and this might be speaking to my type A nature, I, because they're books, I would keep them with the other books. So I would create a space in my existing bookshelf or maybe it's the bookshelf of your children's rooms if it's your kids' library books that you're struggling to find a place with. And I would put either a sticky note or something on the front of a basket that the books fit within with their due date. And I would take them out of there and put them back there and that would be their home And then when I take them back to the library, the sticky note comes off and the new library books would come home and I'd put a new sticky note on. So you might have one basket for each person in your house or you might have one basket for each due date, depending on how it works. But I would just label them so that you and the kids and any other adults know where the library books are and when they're due back. What would you do, Beck? Probably the same. Uh, I would also possibly suggest having two homes um, for the library books. One would be the ones that haven't been read yet and the ones that have been read. 
uh, because then if you are even before the due date, you can just trot off down with a, a bag or a, a box of books that have already been read even if they haven't met the due date yet so you can sort of just churn through them a bit quicker possibly um, but that also helps you also know where to get your next book from if they've got unread and read separate uh, but yeah I think uh, the way I prefer is to have them all together in the one spot so I would do the same thing as you Tara I'd make a section on the bookshelf for library books and then I would section that book out depending on the family's needs. Um, so I would section it into read and unread, um, but you might section it out into by person. Um, the due date doesn't really interest me. I would put the due date in my calendar and then go to the library with all of the books on that date, whether they've been read or not, and too bad if you didn't read it in time, you can borrow it again or something like that. But I probably wouldn't separate them out by their due date. I would just put those due dates in the calendar. Um, mm -hmm. and then go and grab them as I need to. Very good. Okay, the next one is spare coat hangers. Where do you keep mm -hmm. yours, Beck? I used to have a box up in my wardrobe of spare coat hangers and then I realised that that was a really stupid idea because I don't have room for spare coat hangers in my wardrobe. So my, I use coat hangers, I use the timber coat hangers deliberately so that I don't overload uh, my wardrobe with too many clothes and squish them all in because those thin coat hangers you know you just you get more clothes in there than what is helpful so I use the wooden ones and then you know once you've got a certain amount of wooden ones along the rail you can't add any more <laughs> so I actually gave away all of my spare coat hangers and I don't have any anymore if there is an empty coat hanger it's because there is an item of clothing in the wash um, so I keep mine hanging in the in the wardrobe now yeah, we have a few spare coat hangers and we've got more at the moment because my kids have both just decluttered their wardrobes and got rid of things that are too small or stained or faded or whatever the case may be. So I use those coat hangers that are empty at the moment. I don't think they will forever be empty. I'm sure they will acquire more clothes as we go along. I put them in between the existing clothes so they almost act like a spacer mm. between other coat hangers. So it doesn't, because, again, their wardrobes aren't overloaded and if you have got, if your wardrobe is so full you can't fit any spare hangers in your wardrobe, then maybe stop acquiring clothes and then you won't <laughs> need more hangers. Um, but, yeah, so I will leave them in the wardrobe and use them as spaces between other clothes and then mm. when I They're like iron. a placeholder. Yeah. A placeholder for, for another item of clothing. And then the other thing where I used to keep them previously, I kept them in a basket in the laundry um, because that's where I would iron. It was easy to grab something mm. then and put it straight on a hanger rather than walking to the, the wardrobes and, and getting them out. But I was it was probably 10 at the most that I kept in a basket in the laundry. I didn't keep every coat hanger that came into my possession. So I think find a, a number that is healthy, that is not too large. If you're going to be mm. keeping them outside of the wardrobe, you don't want, you know, buckets of coat hangers hanging around because they're yeah. such awkward and shapes. Oh, they are. They're such jerks. Like they, they get tangled. You can't just easily pull a coat hanger out of a pile of coat hangers. Mm -hmm. It's always a 10-minute swearing ordeal. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, the... 
the less you can have, the better for, for you, for you, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next question we had was handbags. Now, she didn't clarify whether this was handbags not in use or handbags in use. Oh, yeah. But what's your so we'll thought? we'll cover both. Uh, so the current handbag in use, I would put somewhere in the vicinity of the back door or the front door, whichever door you use to most frequently leave the house, uh, so that it has a permanent home uh, on a hook or inside a cubby hole or somewhere like that. So you always know where your bag is and um, whenever you want it. Would that? Do you have any other suggestions for current handbags in use? No, mine's the same. Mine's in mm. a basket. I alternate between two handbags most of the time. And they're both in the basket. So if I choose the other one today, I just take the essentials out and put it in there. But and I have we have three baskets there now. One for my each of my girls have have a basket as well, and that's got their school bags um, Mm. and stuff in. So the same as the cubby hole idea. It's like a a little zone. So anyone in the house that needs anything out of my handbag or needs to put something in there will know where it is, and it's always there. And I drop it in Mm. when I get home. I don't have an in-use handbag, just my backpack, but I do have several <laughs> um, not in-use handbags uh, that I do have in in a couple of different storage spots. So I keep my not in-use ones in a drawer under my bed and it's a drawer with a top. The top of it is like the base of our bed, I guess, so that they don't get dusty. Um, in my previous house, they sat in our walk-in wardrobe but because it was big and lofty and open, I had them had the handbags in like dust covers so that they wouldn't get dusty and mm. gross if they hadn't been used for a while because they would sit right up on the top shelf. So, yeah. so I have my I've got about three that I would most reach for if I was going out with a handbag. There are three that I would probably reach for the most. Those are in a basket in the family room cupboard underneath my stationary drawer and in in mum's cupboard it is <laughs> it's all my stuff mm-hmm. uh, so that's where my handbags are and then I have another stash of infrequently used ones like special ones or travel there's a travel one as well in there and they're in a tub underneath my bed um, again with a lid so they don't get dusty another idea for storing your handbags is to actually hang them on hangers in your wardrobe that can work quite well for thin ones or if you've got space. When they're really bulky, it can get in the way a little bit, but you can actually hang them over the coat hanger and then they're, they're hanging up. They're not going to get damaged. They're not going to get too dusty. They're easy to see. So that's another option as well. Or you could put peg hooks or yep. something like that on your on your wall or if you have a, a space like that, that um, yeah. like a coat or rack. Just, yep, or standing up on shelving. Um, again in your wardrobe just stand them all up so you can see them all up sort of stack stand them up like like you would books so that you can see the side of every bag like the spine of a book and then you can see which ones you're you're reaching for okay so the next item i know you have a home for this beck where do you put (laughs) things that are waiting to be fixed Uh, i have a tub in my laundry it's up on my shelf in my laundry and it's it's broken things so they're not actually things that are waiting to be fixed they're things that are waiting to be tired of being looked at and thrown away without being fixed (laughs) 
<laughs> so there is, yeah, most things I like, I keep for a while with the intention of fixing them and then I give up and go, oh, you know what, I'm not even going to bother. But, you know, if they are going to get fixed, that's that's where I will find them when I go to do it. So I just cut out the middleman and I put them on my kitchen bench because I hate, hate with a passion anything being on my kitchen bench. And so if there is anything that is fix, uh, fixable or someone wants it fixed, it goes there because if it's not done by the end of the day, it, <laughs> I will either do it before I go to bed or I will put it in the bin because <laughs> there's no <laughs> hanging around in my house. I'm like... Yeah, decisions are swift and sometimes regretted, but that's life. Um, but <laughs> at least yeah, you didn't have don't... to stare at them on your bench. Yeah, things don't wait to be fixed in our house. Um, and mm. as a consequence, then, if kids have things that are broken and they want it to be fixed, they will nag me to do it straight away and it gets done and it's out of out of the space because they know if it hangs around, I'll probably throw it out. But... Yeah. So you can have... Then there are also things that you need to send away to be fixed. So things that you want to get repaired by a repairer or, or something like that. So again, like like Tara said, I would recommend you actually just get them done as soon as possible instead of trying to store them for months because it will be months before you get them done, especially if you put it in an out-of-the-way spot. But if you have an, an area for things that are waiting to be fixed, then at least you know where it is. Um, but just be warned that they can just sit there forever. <laughs> but it is handy to have that spot, but just be aware that sometimes it, it does become just a graveyard for um, the things that you actually never end up really getting fixed at all. The, the closest thing I can relate to that is um, items that might need to be returned. Um, yeah, and so they definitely for me, home. I mentioned that basket that I have where my handbags mm. go, the ones that are in use. Um, I would put anything that has to be returned that I'm returning in there because then that's where I go when I leave the house. Um, I'm likely Mm -hmm. to grab it and return it at the same time or I would put it in the front seat of my car so that next time I'm out, I do it on the way. Um, Mm. I have a basket with a lid on it that my shopping bags go in, my, my reusable grocery shopping bags, and anything that needs to be returned, I stick on top of that because then I at least go to it once a week or or I get annoyed looking at it sitting on top of the basket and then I will put it in the car and do it quickly. So I sort of use a similar trigger to you in that, that annoyance factor of it being there. But also the proximity to something that I go to regularly which um, and then I go in my car after I go there regularly, so that helps as well. So someone in the group mentioned a cry cut machine. I'm probably not even saying that right. Sounded like some kind of crafty item. Some say cricket. I've always wanted to say cry cut, but I've heard people call it cricket as well. Well, there you go. It's a craft Mm. item. (laughs) It is. Um, And then someone mentioned a sewing ruler as well. And when you don't have a designated craft room, so where would you keep craft stuff if you didn't have a craft room back? Okay, well, I don't have a craft room and I have two designated spots for my craft stuff, which are one is a a shelf in the buffet cabinet in our dining area and another one is a cupboard on the other side of our kitchen bench top, so which is sort of in the family room area. So I use cupboards in our living area to store my craft stuff. If it's something that is particularly 
big, that can be problematic and you might just have to find a spot that isn't necessarily in the area that you use it. So if you do your craft in the dining room but you've got no storage in the dining room, you might need to create a craft tub or caddy or trolley that lives somewhere else that you can then wheel in or cart in with you um, into the area that you do your craft when you do it. So caddies and trolleys are really helpful and um, tubs at the top of laundry cupboards or uh, underneath, even underneath the big laundry basin, you could have a craft tub nice and well sealed because it gets damp under there. You can then um, put all of your stuff in that and make it portable so that you can take it to where you actually do use it. Brilliant. Okay, gym bags is next. In current use, you would have it like on a hook near the door somewhere or close by. I have my climbing bag in my wardrobe uh, on the shelf above my my long hanging. So I just have to reach up there and grab that. It's next to the rest of my luggage. Not that that really makes any sense. You can put it with your sports gear. You can put it with your luggage. You can put it with your everyday items. Uh, it can be in the car. Those are the regular use ones. Ones that are out of regular use, you would probably put a bit further away or in less accessible spots. Mm-hmm. Even if you've got space, I would consider hanging or like putting a hook um, in the same location as I store my gym shoes. So, yeah, um, because you're always going to grab your gym shoes before you go. So if you store your shoes in the bottom of your wardrobe can you put a hook halfway up the wall to you know pop a peg there or a hook there to put your bag on or if you store your gym shoes in a tub at the front door can you expand the tub a bit and put your gym bag and your shoes in or create cubby holes for everyone in the family with all of their gym bags if there's multiples Mm. Um, hooks on the wall of the garage because you know if you're if you're driving to the mm-hmm. gym, you know, if you're cycling, you would put it, maybe you would hang it up where you hang your bike or you put your bike anywhere that's easily accessible and kind of on the way out the door is a great place for gym stuff, I reckon. And also look at how many gym bags you have. Most people do hang on to too many because they'll often upgrade and then they won't get rid of the other one. They'll keep the old one as a spare. So just have a review as well. Um, You might have more bags than you actually need. And once you get rid of them, you might find storage to be a little bit easier. The next item was a bike. And I'm not sure if this person has a garage or shed or outdoor space to store their bike, but they were looking... Mm a home a permanent home for their bike any ideas Um, yeah there's lot look for a wall that you can mount it on you can mount it on an indoor wall or an outdoor wall you can hang them from the ceiling i've seen them suspended in stairwells Mm -hmm. at the, the ceiling above the stairwell just high enough to reach but not low enough to whack your head on every time you go up the stairs um inside your garage up in the ceiling um, you can attach them to racks on the on the ground. We've got at the end of our garage, just before my car stops, is a rack where we actually, you know, it's one of those metal racks that the bikes just drive into. I can't even describe it properly. <laughs> Everyone knows. They'll know. People will know what I'm talking about. People who have more idea of bikes than me. It's a rack anyway, which three bikes can park in. And so that is screwed to the ground um, and then the bikes just get parked in that and they just stand up there. But, yeah, standing them up in in racks is helpful. 
Uh, look, if you're really pressed, just you could store it on the back of your car in because if you've got a bike that you use regularly, you probably have a bike rack. So if you whack it on the rack at the back of your car, you don't need another rack anywhere else. And when your car is out and you don't want your bike out, then the car can go where the bike would normally go. Sorry, the bike could go where the car would normally go. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And the hooks are great. We When we first moved to our house in Canberra and didn't have enough, like an outdoor shed like a spare shed for all our bikes we hung them in our garage because we still wanted Mm. to get two cars in there and the only way we could do it was but we could hang five bikes from the ceiling in front of one of the cars and there was still enough space for the car it's that vertical space is gold when it comes to bikes and Mm -hmm. if you just google bike storage there is some really cool options I've seen bikes hanging like mounted on the wall in a kitchen and as long as you clean your bike after you've been mountain biking, it's almost like a piece of art. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think you can come up with some cool ideas. Yep, you can definitely mount them from from lots of different places for sure. An esky or a cooler box, usually people put those in the shed or the garage or maybe the basement or somewhere like that. But if you don't have one of those places, then, you know, look for somewhere that is large enough, which would be the top of wardrobes perhaps. Um, it would be maybe above kitchen cabinets could be another spot for, for an esky. Have you got any other ideas? Um, if you don't have a big space like under a laundry sink or somewhere that it fits and is easy to get in and out of, you could consider turning it into a piece of furniture and just like throw a tablecloth over it push it against a wall and stick a vase with some flowers on it turn it into like a little coffee table or something like that because it's got the flat surface at the top so Mm. if you want to use it twice a year for you know your work picnics or something like that then use it as a table or a shelf for something else or use it as a tub to store something else in um Mm. you know when well, it's I was actually going to say that as well I was going to say if you don't really have quite enough room up in a cupboard look at what's up in that cupboard and does that stuff fit in the esky if mm-hmm. it does then put it in the esky and then put the esky up there make sure you label the esky so you don't forget what you've put in it though mm-hmm. yoga mats and bolsters came up and mm. I think these are tricky items to home ours currently live in our wardrobe because we've got this really random little nook we didn't know what would fit there. It was like, it'd be perfect to hang a bike in actually because it's really long mm. and narrow and doesn't fit anything. But we keep our yoga mats and bolsters there. But they're another one of those just awkward size items. Yeah. So behind a, if you've got like a couch that's against the wall or if you've got a little triangle or behind a triangle of a corner behind a couch or something they fit really well there um, they go well behind doors as mm-hmm. well so sometimes there's just enough of a gap behind a door to put one of those um, my yoga mat is under the buffet in our lounge not the buffet the, t- the tv cabinet in our lounge um, so it's small enough to squish under there um, but that's all I have. I don't have all of the bolsters and all of that, so I'd probably have to find a different spot. But behind couches I find to be really useful for all of this kind of stuff. If you've got your couch against a wall, that is, so you can bring it forward a little bit and then you'll fit stuff behind it. Or if it's against the corner, you can easily just drop things down behind. So the chair in our bedroom has got one of those 
you know those hard rollers, mm-hmm. the physio hard rollers? Yes, yeah, so it's got a hard roller um, there as well. And I would put my yoga mat, but I don't use it in the bedroom, so I've left it underneath the TV cabinet because it's right in front of the television where I would use it. So, um, yeah, behind doors and behind things I would find. Oh, and under beds would mm. be good as well. Yeah, um, under beds. The other thing you can do is look at wall mounting stuff. Like, um, mm. there's some pretty cool hooks and racks and stuff that, that you can get that are like open shelving. You could get, depending on the size of them, just like bunches of pegs and just store them at equal distances apart and then just slide them all in to sit up a, a wall. Try and look at that vertical space. Um, since they're usually not, um, that wide they're just long so that could be an option too yeah um incenses oils wax melts and all that kind of stuff uh that all that nice smelly stuff again it kind of depends on how you use it there are some oils that you might use for certain purposes so you might have oils that you use in the laundry and so those would probably live in the laundry and then you have other oils that you might put on your body so they might live in the bathroom so I tend to put those kinds of things all together. So oil diffusers and candles and essential oils and all of that live in a basket in my laundry. I have a, I have a lot in my laundry because I have a big double uh, cupboard in there, but that's where I put those kinds of things and I tend to sort of keep them all together. But having them where you use them is also a good idea. So sometimes a buffet cabinet or a drawer in the kitchen or a bedside table might also be another option too. I keep my nice smelly things in my linen cupboard because I figure they still have a fragrance um, even when they're not being used. You know, sometimes they still give off something. So I will keep them in my linen cupboard so that any of that fragrance goes into my sheets and my towels and stuff like that. So that's another option. Wherever you store your store your linen be it in bedrooms or whatever you could maybe store it together with that hmm uh lunch boxes and drink bottles is the next one so you could keep those together or you could keep them separately you want them convenient so close to if you're using them every day and you're putting food in them then the kitchen or the pantry are um, probably the most convenient efficient options uh, i don't use my lunchbox every day I keep mine in the laundry with our other coolers because I use it more for like cool things because quite often I'm a I'm a bit naughty I like to buy my lunch (laughs) so I frequently um just buy lunch but if I do take lunch with me it's you know only once or twice a week so I don't mind having it in the laundry Um, and all our drink bottles are in the kitchen um right near the sink I think that sounds perfect the next item that was suggested was electrical cables and Mm. items like a printer if you don't have a particular study or somewhere where you would keep that so I think the printer is a bit like the craft items thing if you don't have a designated space for that kind of thing try and find somewhere where you can use it or something that's portable so that when it's when you need to use it it's easy to move to that location so a a tub with rollers on, even if it's under the bed, that you can pull out easily and set up to use. Mm. Electrical cables. Where do you keep electrical uh, cables? Uh, we've got a tub in the laundry again. <laughs> Sounds like everything I own is in the laundry. <laughs> yeah, I've got a tub in the laundry which has power boards and extension cables 
Um, so they go in there. Um, other cables go with their devices, so other power things go with their devices. One thing I want to say about the printer is a lot of people think they need to have a home, permanent home for their printer set up. And you know how you, you just mentioned a tub with a lid on it? It's actually you don't actually need to have your printer out use like ready to be used all the time if you it depends on how often you print if you print daily then yes you do but if you're printing something once every three four weeks then there's nothing wrong with treating it like any other appliance and pulling it out of a cupboard plugging it in and then printing and then putting it away again so you know just slightly changing that mindset might help you find a a more convenient place for the printer as well placemats table runners and coasters these, mm. for me, would live near the kitchen or near the dining table that they're used yeah, on. Same. Yep. In drawers, you know, you depending on the placemats, if you've got hard placemats, they have to stack. If you've got cloth mats, you can roll them. And same with runners, you roll them or fold them nicely. And coasters, I, I keep coasters scattered throughout the house where they would be used. So there's some in the drawer of the side table. There's some in the drawer of the dining buffet and then there are some in the lounge as well in the drawer we've got little side tables with drawers in them Mm -hmm. um, which are quite handy because you can keep all the coasters in that drawer and then just pull out one as you need it to put it on the table so I'd say with coasters it's more where you would use them well actually with all of it it's where you would use them but coasters tend to be used in more places than placemats do so they might be scattered a bit more one thing I have started doing in this house is I leave them out so my mm. placemats are always on the table. So I will wipe them, oh, okay. I will wipe the table and I will put them back. So I don't um, put you my don't placemats away. And mm. table runners, I have cut down. So I know the, the runners that I have and I have one spare. So it takes up very little room. So if one gets grubby, I'll switch it out. So there's usually one in the laundry and the others are on tables. And that just cuts down on me needing to store them anywhere. And same mm. with coasters. I feel like coasters need to be accessible. So mm. um, your coasters should be out on tables ready for cups to be put on them. Because if they're tucked away too far, you probably won't bother getting them out unless they're special occasion ones. In which case, if you only ever get them out at Christmas, why not store them with the Christmas decorations? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Daily medications was another one that our community requested and there are a few options for those. It all depends on obviously the volume. The volume has a lot to do with it. But if you want to see your medications to remember them, then yeah, somewhere out where you always are is really helpful. It might look a bit cluttered sometimes, you know, to have your medications out on your kitchen bench, but if there's if it means you're going to remember to take them then then you need to prioritise that over how it looks. Plastic tubs, what, what I like are plastic tubs that contain all the medications and then one of those medication organisers where you put each one into its own little daily slot. So you've got like one or two weeks worth of medication in a little container and put that somewhere obvious and then you just restock it from the tub that lives um, out of sight uh, every fortnight. And if you really wanted them off of your kitchen bench, I would say think of something else that you do every day without fail. So maybe maybe instead of your kitchen bench, you keep a glass of water in your bathroom next to your sink and you take your medications before you brush your teeth. 
um, before mm. you go to bed or before you uh, leave the house in the morning. Or if you always do a meditation practice in your sunroom, maybe you could keep a water bottle in there and a little you know, basket with your medications in there. If just attach it to another daily habit, if the if the kitchen bench is not working for you, find something else that you do without fail every day and attach it mm. to that habit. And then hopefully um, those two things can go hand in hand. Yeah. So like for Tara, I would make up a little weekly, week's worth of medications and I would put them in the box where she keeps her tea bags because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that she will not miss seeing them at least three times a day. That's it. Uh, and likewise I drink tea now every day I don't know what Tara's done to me but I drink tea every day now too so you remember you were telling me about how getting up in the morning like drinking tea will help you get up in the morning yeah and I'm like why and you know I don't like why would it help me get up I have to get up in order to have the tea and you went no but you become so addicted that you have to get up (laughs) so I'm like that now I'm laying in bed going oh really yeah I gotta get up and have a cup of (laughs) you've been converted. converted Okay, so yeah. that brings us to the end of our list. Yes, so if you've got any others that you want some tips on, then come and join us in our community group and we will give you some um, ideas on where you can store those weird things. And if you're already in our group and you didn't like our answer, <laughs> ask again and we will we'll try and um, think a little bit even further outside the square to, to help you out. And we will see you all here again next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com.